What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from Tech Support. Hope you all had a good weekend. Uh, I did take at least one day off. Well, it ends up being two for one channel. But anyway, decided to cut a few hairs over the weekend, trimmed up the beard a little. Only a little. I'm not, uh, I'm not there yet. I'm not ready to go shorter, but I did get rid of some of the sideburn puff. Got rid of the little neck hair and all that stuff, the hair up here. So those of you that are uh, critical of the beard, at least know that I do neaten it up once in a while. All right, let's do some tech support. Uh, sir, we're a Catholic school. I work for a company that provides a point-of-sale service built specifically for schools. Our clients are largely Christian institutions. <laughs> I can't even say that word. The small kind of places who hire their IT department largely by saying, Janet's son knows computers, before bullying the poor kid into doing what is normally two or three paid and specialized positions for free. Of course they chose our company because we share their religion and for no other reason. That's just how Christian companies be. This is a strange company for an atheist, LGBT plus man to work tech support, but what they don't know they can't find another plausible legal reason to fire me for. A while back, I was assigned an appointment with one of our brand new clients to help them set up their POS system. Normally, we ask that they have their computers plugged in. The Windows update's done, so updates don't clog the bandwidth. Admin access and connection to the internet so we can remote in and set things up. So when I got on the phone with them, I assumed I'd be inside their systems and setting things up within a few minutes. All I needed them to do was access a website that was almost blank, save for a single download button. Download a client and run it and read off the number, and I was in. You would think this would be simple. The remote client was certainly designed to be. However, the two men on the other line were having a frustratingly difficult time locating a browser. I don't know what the problem was. I couldn't see anything. I just sat there listening to their vexed sounds of frustration and their assurances that they couldn't find it while trying to offer whatever apparently unhelpful assistance I could in locating it. They insisted there wasn't one installed, which I know isn't true. Windows always has IE or Edge installed, one or the other, unless they somehow managed to disable it. Finally, I got fed up with getting nowhere. These install appointments had a set time limit, and we'd eaten 15 minutes of it on this. Do you have a local IT department that can help? I asked. At this point, I would have settled for Janet's son. I bet he would have known how to open a browser. These two just sounded like two ancient overwhelmed school office administrators who had this task foisted upon them. The guy I was on the phone with replied with an almost undercurrent of disgust, as if he was insulted by the question. No, sir, we're a Catholic school. As if the answer was self-evident and I needn't have asked. As if that explained everything. You know what? Sadly, it did. They ended up ending the call with assurances they'd reschedule. And if they did, I never heard from them again. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with religion, quite honestly. It's called private schools in general, no matter what religion or even charter schools, which usually aren't even connected with religion in any way. Um, they tend to be cheap. And I get it, they got a tighter budget than the regular school system, so so you do have to kind of watch your money a little bit. And also, I know that smaller schools tend to have people who will take charge. Like, you know, you have an assistant principal in your school or some sort of administrator, and he'll say, hey, I got this, I got this, I can make this work. And he's trying to save the budget, he's trying to look like the hero, whatever the case. But, you know, I don't think any of it has anything to do with religion, but, eh, whatever. Wildlife and modems. Mods, there's a link here that might break rule number four, but it's difficult to describe, and I tried using my words first. I don't think I have that link. Anyway, I'm the customer. I've had Starlink for a while, hanging on to the old ADSL for backup. But Starlink's been stable for over 12 months, and it's time to let go of the landline and ADSL. The ADSL modem and router is downstairs in an office I don't use anymore. 
So I went down there to turn it off the modem and retrieve the Raspberry Pi being used as pie hole for that network. Really? There's a thing called pie hole? It's officially winter here now. Cool, but not really cold. The office isn't well lit, and I reached behind the modem to switch it off and unplug the pie. I got a surprise, because there was a juvenile brown tree snake coiled up near the modem, taking advantage of the nice warm spot in an otherwise cold room. Cute little thing, probably thought it had scored a nice spot to spend the winter, when this large obnoxious invader came and disturbed it. It was about 45 centimeters, one and a half foot long, body about as thick as your middle finger, and somewhat agitated. So I grabbed some heavy leather gloves and distracted it with my left hand, gloved, while my right hand retrieved the pie and its power source. It reared up, but I don't think it was all that aggressive. I turned the modem back on to give it some warmth and retreated. It was definitely a juvenile, not adult-sized. Why yes, this is Australia, why do you ask? You know, I live in an area where we really don't have many poisonous snakes. Mainly one, copperheads. We do get the occasional eastern timber rattler here, but... They're, they're so rare that it's not something I ever worry about where I am. And even copperheads, they're pretty easy to spot. But even with all the non-venomous snakes that we do get around here, hognose, uh, rat snakes, garter snakes, whatever, I still tend to kind of peek around corners and look behind things before I start reaching blindly. Oh, and black widow spiders. Yeah. Now, we don't have nearly the threats that Australia seems to have, or at least has a reputation for. And... Uh, that's a whole lot of nope from me. Yeah. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Cable internet support story. This happened way back in 1998 when I was working for one of the first cable internet providers as tech support. A very old lady called in asking why her new cable internet wasn't working. I asked multiple questions about her PC and her cable modem to which she would just reply, I don't know or I'm not sure. I finally figured out what the issue was. Her PC was still in the shipping box she had received it in, and so was her cable modem. I kindly let her know that she would need someone to come set up the PC before giving us a call back. Getting to that point, though, took roughly 45 minutes. Thank goodness she was a nice old lady, but man, that was a rough call to get through. This did teach me to ask future customers if their PCs were new to them and still boxed up or set up. Saved me on several other calls from customers with new PCs. <laughs> Just doesn't make sense man even she had to know that the reason nothing would work was because everything was still in the box like how could she not know that i mean that's like calling the the dealership and complaining to the service department that your car isn't running well why isn't it running well i haven't picked it up yet well okay what am i supposed to do i don't know if that's an equivalent or not but that's what it sounded like in my head anyway my little pea brain misunderstanding resolved I do a lot of work in people's homes, hooking up voice recognition smart devices. I have a client in their 90s. I explained that I was going to need their phone for many hours that day and asked if that was going to be okay. They said, absolutely not. I was concerned this might happen, so I had already found a few tablet models for them to choose to control all their smart devices should they not let me program with their phone. I said we were going to have to order something and then I would come back another day. I began to show them options for the tablets, iPads, etc. They're also a little hard of hearing. They said, why are we looking at these? I don't need these. I sheepishly said, I can't program all these smart devices without a device that stays at your home to do it. She said, why don't you just use my phone? <laughs> I said, you said I couldn't take your phone for the day. We were both quiet for a minute. Then she said, oh, you aren't taking it away from the house for the day? I said, no, I just needed it while I'm here. She said, of course you can have it for the day. Crisis averted. Hard of hearing or not, old or not. Uh, you kind of need to be clear with that. If somebody said to me, you know, they're coming to program all my stuff, that they're going to need my phone for the day, 
I would assume that they were taking it away for the day. Plus, I can't necessarily give up access for a complete day. So if it's going to take a whole day to set it up, yeah, we'll set it up with a tablet or something. At least you guys were understanding enough to, you know, sort through it. So no big flip outs or anything, which is always nice. Inactivity timers, the bane of an employee's existence. I'll never wrap my mind around why signing into your computer is such a effing inconvenience for some people. This encompasses three jobs, the same issue across the board. Job one, the hospital. In the beginning, God created inactivity timers that were set to five minutes, and it was good. These timers were deployed across the entire organization, no exceptions. Even at five minutes, this can still be a risk in high traffic areas. However, since doctors run hospitals, they get to complain about anything and everything. You'd think that doctors working in a hospital could grasp the concept of confidentiality, right? Wrong. After being so inconvenienced by having to sign into their computer with their weak-ass eight-character password after they walked away from their computers, all the doctors and some nurse managers banded together to demand that the inactivity timers be removed from the computers or else they were all quitting. Now, this isn't just a small hospital either. It's a health network with 7,300 plus employees, a level one trauma center, 70 plus clinics, etc. Obviously, for HIPAA compliance, we must have something, so the compromise was an hour on the inactivity timer. An hour! At that point, it might as well be gone anyway. Job 2. The City Fast forward a couple years. I'm now working for a local municipality. Small workforce of about 150 people. Zero inactivity timer whatsoever because people are so inconvenienced. Only one guy running IT and he doesn't like to rock the boat. I come in, suggest it. I get the, well, we tried that once, but everyone complained. Fine, whatever. I still take issue with this because employees are still handling personal information. Personally identifying information. Sorry, I'm slow. Especially law enforcement and utilities. HR is handling HIPAA information and there's obviously things that haven't been publicly disclosed yet. Finally, an IT contractor tells the manager the same thing I did, and he goes, Okay, we'll try it again. Our philosophy was that two minutes is a long time to not move your mouse, so we set it to two minutes. Edit, it's worth noting that this change was approved by the city manager and all department heads. Instantly, calls and emails flood in about, Why is my computer locking out? And, This is hindering my work. We respond with, This is just going to have to be something that we learn to live with. It's been approved by the city manager. Well then, city manager turns around and goes, okay, two is too low, set it to five. Yeah, you're probably right, seems pretty low, we'll set it higher. Oh wait, this person is super inconvenienced even at five minutes, make it ten. Oh wait, this person is still super inconvenienced, turn it off just for them. Oh, and this person, this person, and this person. At the time I left, we had a standard five minute GPO and a ten minute GPO and no timeout GPO that was originally intended for video boards, but had like 20 people in it. Job 3. The Clinic Back to the medical world I went, this time doing contract work on the side for a local clinic. They wanted me to redeploy everything. New server, new computers, new everything. Part of that was setting up a domain. So I oblige and tell them that there's going to have to be a 5 minute inactivity timer for HIPAA. Originally it's cool, then like everyone else, it's a problem. It's just so inconvenient. Can't we just remove it? Nah, you wanted to be compliant. You're compliant now. Well, just remove it for these people because they don't access health info. They still access personally identifying information and manage your money, but whatever. Here, sign this form releasing me from liability when you get audited and you're found out of compliance. This one is still an ongoing situation. The complaints seem to always be the same. It's really hindering our work. It's slowing me down. I don't like to. I didn't have to do this at my last job. 
I get up to go do something and then have to sign back in all over again. Here's my take. I have a 20 plus character password that I have to enter almost 100 times a day. I have zero effing sympathy for you. Not only that, it's not slowing you down that much. You have to spend an extra 5 seconds signing in. Big deal. Also, if you're getting up to do something, you need to lock it anyway. But even if you're not going to, you're not spending 5 minutes going to grab a piece of paper from the printer. You're going to the bathroom, getting a snack, checking your phone, grabbing it up with your coworkers, or, in rare cases, you're doing another function of your job. But through all that, you're not working at your computer, so your computer should be locked. But I need it unlocked at all times. No, you effing don't. I don't give a rat's ass what argument you think you have. It's wrong. Anyone else have to put up with this stuff? Edit. I totally agree that it shouldn't be cumbersome. But to the people saying, it's my business, you're just there to make it work. We're also the ones who clean up your network intrusions, DLP circumvention, and confidentiality breaches, which usually come down to, how did IT let this happen? That gives us every right to demand that you implement certain preventative measures. An inactivity timer is not the end of the world. While they are inconvenient, they're not that inconvenient. When I worked for the Board of Ed, I actually got in the habit. Now, we had timers set, but I think they were like five minutes. A lot can happen in a classroom in five minutes time, or in the library, or in a teacher's lounge, whatever. When I got up from the computer, I got in the habit of hitting Windows Lock, Windows L, just because it was easy to do. And when I came back, I hit the space bar, put in my, I think it was eight characters exactly, and uh, all was right with the world. It's not that complicated. And even in a medical environment, which is usually more urgent than my little piddly time at the Board of Ed, um, it's still not that much for them to do. So, eh, whatever. People are always going to cry about something. My wife equals the user. Probably not to the level of some of your posts, but I've long been out of desktop support. And this r slash reminds me of stories when I was paying my dues in the support trenches. Some things you just can't avoid, especially when you're married to the user. I woke up this morning. My wife said something was wrong with her laptop. Whenever she tried to search, it would scroll to the right. Hmm, odd. Okay. Then she said it also happened in the address bar. In my defense, this was also before coffee. She said she rebooted, even unplugged the keyboard dongle to make sure it wasn't the external keyboard. Frankly, I was quite proud of her. Some mental diagnostics and I have visions of having to spend the Good Friday holiday shopping for a replacement laptop. Her laptop was several years old. Let's look to be sure. So I opened up her laptop and I'm presented with the login screen. Sure enough, stars all on the password field. Check the laptop keyboard, nothing stuck. Control A and delete worked, but it would fill up the input box again. I see her mouse to the right of the laptop, dongle sitting in the USB port. On a hunch I unplug the dongle, phantom typing stops. Then I remember this mouse was from a combo kit. To the left of her desk is a folded up blanket, one of those big fuzzy ones. Under the blanket, the keyboard from the combo kit. <laughs> turned on and paired. She started using her other keyboard, never turned this one off. The look on her face. I don't think I've ever had two wireless mice or two wireless keyboards or anything like that uh, set up at the same time. I did, however, once have a corded keyboard that had a short cord. And, you know, I like to lounge back in my office chair and kick my feet up on this other chair sitting over here while I edit and do other projects and things like that. Uh, you know, I'm a lounger. It's what I do. Well, the cord wouldn't reach right, so what I did was I had a wireless keyboard for when I would lean back and relax while I'm working, and then while I'm sitting up at my desk, I had the wired one, which I actually liked better. Thank God they put longer cords on these things now, but anyway. Other than that, you know, I pretty much use my wired keyboard now and my wireless mouse, and all is right with the world. But I do keep a wired mouse in a drawer just in case. 
All right, guys. Well, thanks for spending a little bit of your day with me. I hope you enjoyed the video or the podcast, wherever you are. And uh, if you get a chance, go ahead and click like, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. If you stuck around this long, you might as well subscribe, right? All right. Till the next one. See ya.